You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. joining us from across North America, united as we are by our interest in this unique plant called cannabis. This is the business of cannabis, and I am Dave Skye. Our mission here on the show is simple, bring you the most relevant, groundbreaking, innovative business stories from the cannabis front lines, the latest in cannabis brands, services, innovations in retail, software, distribution marketing. To put it bluntly, a hard look at the hard realities of making money in the cannabis industry. Now, instead of focusing on the plant, this show, and this perhaps signifies a growing maturity of the market, we'll be talking to two people who are bringing their expertise and experiences honed in other sectors, specifically broadcasting and finance uh, investor relations uh, to the cannabis space. First, we'll chat with Dean Blundell, a longtime and very successful radio host and a sportscaster in Canada. He started an aggregator website, uh, hosting a place where you can get your latest news and sports and podcasts, but it has a very specific sort of counterculture perspective. Um, He has included a cannabis page in his site, and he's zeroing in on that industry as a vehicle to grow his overall audience. Uh, We'll ask about his successes and failures in doing so, and the role the media uh, plays in cannabis and will play in the future. There are no lack of players trying to be a media hub for cannabis. A dean as a media veteran should have an interesting perspective on that. Then we speak to Robin Tannenbaum, who uh, she spent many years raising money and uh, doing mergers and acquisitions, investor relations, before shifting to AFC Gamma um, or Advanced Flower Capital. AFC Gamma is a REIT. And yes, I'll be asking uh, her to define that, but in broad strokes, they lend money on cannabis real estate assets. You own something real and tangible, a building, a greenhouse, a dispensary, they give you cash to grow your business um, against those assets. Oh, I'm sure there's more to it. And we'll, uh, we'll ask Robin to fill in the blanks on that. How is the media looking to evolve in the cannabis space? How is the financial industry looking to facilitate investment now that cannabis is shifting into a more mature phase? Join me as I chat to Dean Blundell um, of DeanBlundell.com and Robin Tannenbaum of AFC Gamma here on The Business of Cannabis. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. 
cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, CashTech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call CashTech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. Three, two, one. So our next guest is uh, Dean Blundell. Uh, now he will be well known to our Canadian listeners, a longtime radio and TV host, sportscaster. Uh, but given this show isn't about the media, we'll focus on what Dean's doing now, which is building a, a website, uh, deanblundell.com, which is a, a content uh, aggregator. Uh, his site has news and sports and dozens of podcasts and so on. Also has a marketing consulting arm attached to that. Um, as uh, these two endeavors, uh, these two endeavors has led Dean though to dip his uh, digital toe, so to speak, in the cannabis space, and that's uh, my uh, very long way of connecting uh, Dean to the business of cannabis. Uh, so let's uh, find out why Dean thinks cannabis is going to be, to be an important part of his future, future vision for his company. And fortunately, we have uh, Dean uh, with us right now. So let's ask him, Dean. Welcome to the show. Great to see you, Dave. Thank you. And I, and before we get started on the business of cannabis, I just want everybody to know I did do my due diligence and I did ask David if he wants me to call him Dave or David. And by the way, just so everybody knows, future guests on the show, I'm yeah. doing your work for you. He prefers Dave. Yeah, that's done now. It's in stone. Yeah. We Actually, got that figured yeah. out. Or if, until I come up with a great nickname. Then yeah. we'll have to transition, but for now, Dave's good. So let me well, ask. This you. is this is our first podcast, so I can't give you a nickname yet. Right. Anyway, Let's, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the yeah. end, by the end, yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> what? Um, so let me ask you first of all the general question. Yeah. What's the overall business strategy behind uh, DeanBlendell.com? Where'd you get the idea, and, and where do you see that going? Oh man, that's a, you get three questions in one, and I'm yep. going to try and do this in under three hours. Okay. If that's okay with you, I don't know how long your podcasts go for, but this will be a three-hour thing smushed into like three. We minutes. started to do dog time, so three hours is three minutes, <laughs> and go. Okay, good. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so DeanBlundell.com was really, you know, the the uh, the co uh, the collective efforts of uh, a whole bunch of people that had nowhere to go to do their stuff, right? So. Um, the way that that media works today in mainstream media without taking a strip off mainstream media on your podcast, I do it on mine enough, um, is, you know, with the advent of digital content on demand stuff, you saw a whole bunch of people in traditional spaces getting pumped or fired or laid off or told that they weren't needed anymore because revenue wasn't in the traditional space. And so sure. they started to cut, cut, cut. You've seen the bell cuts, Rogers cuts, all that other stuff. So over the past three years, or yeah, now it's three years, uh, I started this as like kind of a desperation plea. <laughs> and I did it for me coming out of that space. And it wasn't really desperation. I joke around a lot about that, but I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I had the ability to do it and I needed to figure out a way to live in this digital space, which is very, very difficult when you come back from a traditional space, right? Because things are done for you. You, you use the strength of the brand to be able to create and to be able to build business and build a book and all that other stuff. Uh, but you're doing it for someone else. So long story short, I decided uh, no more radio about three, four years ago after a terrible time at a sports radio station. I fucking hated it. Pardon my language. Um, but uh, I said uh, radio isn't for me. It was a dead tech, dead industry. 
Uh, so I got busy just kind of creating a place for myself to play, a place for myself okay. to kind of go and enjoy it and see what happens and uh, see if we could sell it. And by virtue of, you know, just what we were doing and some of the answers we were trying to figure out, we kind of morphed into a collective because so many people have been leaving that traditional space and you had so many different people that, you know, had the opportunity to uh, create content, but no way to monetize it, no way to market it, nobody to do it with a community that people needed to be involved in. So effectively we've created a community of like-minded content providers to not aggregate everybody's stuff, to promote each other's stuff, to help each other organically, to help each other get listeners, introduce each other to each other's uh, communities and, and kind of morph into one big community. So we do news sports. We talk about everything from uh, cannabis to Will Smith. We talk about, uh, you know, um, harder hitting stuff. We don't get too political because I hate politics, but we certainly focus on values and virtues and, and, you know, what's becoming kind of the mark of what we do is we partner with people that like to tell the truth and be accountable when it comes to entertainment and information. So uh, we've been fortunate and we're here and uh, we love the fact that we get a chance to communicate with people on our terms. Nice. So that's how, okay, that sounds like a great vision. I'm in the boardroom mm-hmm. and I hear that and I'm going yeah. like, that sounds cool, actually, you know, and you've obviously been in the media for a decade, couple decades and well-known and we can build on that and we have this unique, maybe um, competitive edge as you as you have this pool of talent uh, and then some, and then so we're going to do news, we're going to do sports and then someone, maybe it was you said, what about cannabis? as as an area to look at what led to that how did Uh, that happen what piqued your interest in cannabis well it's interesting um dave and it's it's a great question because we had a cannabis tab on our page for a long period of time because we thought it would attract business in the cannabis industry so when we started out about three years ago we we felt like geniuses right we're like (laughs) that always works out well yeah (laughs) go in thinking how clever you are (laughs) Oh yeah, we had it all figured out, dude, and we had nothing figured out, but um, we put a cannabis tab uh, at DeanBlundell.com because we were doing some business in cannabis, and um, just by virtue of the fact that cannabis, when it was deregulated and started to be sold on the OCS, uh, experiences serious, serious stepchild syndrome when it comes to advertising, right? Like, you can't advertise, you can't advertise in menial ways, you can't tell people how great uh, this Nova glue strain is. You can't uh, tell people where to find it. You can't talk about terps. You can't talk about THC percentages or, uh, you know, the value of, of CBD to THC. You can't talk about what, what these different products can do for you. And so we thought, ah, we can do that as a blog. We're not a mainstream media outlet. So we decided to create this vertical. Now uh, we got into business with a couple of different companies, which is, uh, which went poorly for us because at the time when we developed this idea, this genius idea, cannabis would right. just give us money to talk about weed all the time. Uh, we didn't realize that that the industry in this country, by and large, was just starting to figure itself out. So uh, we experienced some serious growing pains working with a few different cannabis companies. But at the same time, I still believe in it because of, you know, the difference it's made in my life. And I still believe in it because of the, the uh, a big fan of uh, destigmatizing the industry. And uh, my son and I talk about cannabis all the time. He's a, he's a, a bud tender is what you'd call him. But he also sure. works at a, a great little company called Miss Jones, which is a cannabis purveyor. Uh, and uh, the education that I've gotten through him has been incredible. So uh, long story short, 
because I also believe in the therapy of the plant, uh, you know, it, 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 it was easy for me to say, hey, we can get into the space because I understand this. I kind of know about, you know, what different strains are for what and what people use it for this and the therapy and the way that it's impacted my life, not being a drinker anymore and turning to cannabis and using it for medicinal, legitimate, medicinal, medicinal professional purposes. Okay. So, you know, it's it's like a um, it's a love hate thing at this point with the cannabis industry and the business of cannabis, because, you know, <laughs> when, when everybody kind of came out of the gate, uh, you know, three, yeah, lots of years, optimism, lots there of was optimism. a ton of optimism and there were a ton of people in there that just wanted to take advantage of the entire shooting match, like the whole launch. And so now I think the cleanup's on, and I think there are some people with better intentions and still keeping our eye on the industry, absolutely looking for a partner to be able to partner with that actually is true to their word and calls people back. So uh, hard to find in the case. I, I don't think that, that that exists in the world, but yeah. Um, let, before we get positive, I want to be yeah. positive about cannabis. Sure. I, you, I want to pick up on maybe some of that. Neg- so it's, what do you think accounted for maybe those early struggles? Were you too early to market, mistimed? Was it just the nature of the players you connected with? Was it a combination of other? What's your take on that? Great in, question. In hindsight, like I think, back. I think when cannabis was deregulated and the business of cannabis began, I think you had a whole bunch of business people that wanted to be first to post, right? Like I think mm. you had a bunch of people that. Um, because you had two sides kind of try to come together, right? You had the gray market that wanted to come together. And then you had the business people that wanted to fucking take advantage of, uh, everything to do with bringing cannabis, sell sell drugs, probably will make money. Yeah. yeah. To to put it bluntly. That's how I see it. You know, Bay (laughs) street lawyers going, yeah, I'm really into cannabis now. It's like, okay. But anyway, not that that's wrong. Not that that's no, uh, no, no. It's just, that's what it was. Yeah. So, um, the 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 issues that we had were with individual companies, not the industry as a whole, but we found the industry as a whole at the time because it was so new. You had those both those sides come together and clash. Right. You know, the professional side didn't want much to do with the gray side, but the gray side was like, hey, listen, we figured this out for the past couple hundred years. We can probably help you figure this out. We can. Oh, okay. and, and, you know, it's it was it was one of those things where you got mixed messages and you had people that were in the business of cannabis, not because they believed in the plant, not because they wanted to do good product, but because they wanted to establish an IPO and then they wanted to get rich and then they wanted to get out. And we saw all that. Now we're seeing the consolidation of that. However, uh, we've recently started talking to a couple of different companies. And uh, I think the model of how cannabis is going to be advertised, the model of how it's used and some of the players, you know, you've seen, some of the LPs and the different people who were taking advantage of the atmosphere, who maybe were doing some things were run towards, maybe growing stuff they shouldn't and hiding it underneath certain places. You're seeing some of the bad actors kind of get weeded out of the process, which is great uh, because I think cannabis and the advertising of cannabis and the destigmatization and the education portion of, of that business is still enormous because we still don't really know. You know, there are so many people out there that are using this plant for the first time, like my parents. My parents use CBN and CBD to fall asleep, and it's changed their lives. And the the stigma attached to my 71-year-old dad going into a cannabis shop to get a sleep aid is uh, is, is unthinkable 10 years ago. Totally. Totally. 
And that's the business of cannabis I want to get into. I want to get into the therapeutic portions. I want to get into the fun stuff. I want to get into the 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 destigmatization of the industry and, and in terms of how people are looking at what it is that that they use this plant for, because you know, the, the reputation that it was painted with over the past few hundred sure. years There's hasn't a little been bit of, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the media, yeah, cannabis media department, uh, we need, yeah. got fired and we yeah, need exactly. to bring in some new people. We are talking to Dean Blundell, the namesake of DeanBlundell.com, uh, sort of a media collective uh, content platform uh, for it. like-minded people. Um, let's, okay, we've dealt with a bit of the negative. Let's let's uh, build on what you're talking about there and the, the positive. Uh how do you see then cannabis media developing over the next few years? Where, where do you see that going? And, and, and where, do you, where do you see DeanBlundell.com participating in that? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think... Yeah, just speculate. Like, you know, yeah, like you said, it's growing. You see yeah. opportunities. Where do you see that? Is it more podcasts? Is it better? I mean, is there too much content now? Is there not enough content? No, there's is never it, enough content, Dave. There's never okay. enough content for anything. <laughs> the content provider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, there's never enough content. I, you know, I, I kind of refer back to what I just said, too. And I, I think just to bounce off that and get into a different space in the conversation, right, is um, I believe there's a future for the education and this destigmatization and, and the entertainment factor with this plant. I think that, you know, we have um, a long way to go in understanding the therapeutic benefits of what this can do for you, what this does for me, what this does for my parents, what it could do for kids that have autism, uh, how you can help them with a popsicle, how you can help them with a drink, how you can help people with an edible, how you can help people with a sob. I mean, you know, the benefits and, and we're still figuring it out. I mean, I was talking with my son about the, the, the benefits of cannabis, THC, cannabinoids and how they still have, uh, you know, CBN, CBG, CBD, all the different portions. And they still have so much to discover about what this plant can do for different versions of whatever it is that's ailing you. Um, it's also super fun, Dave. <laughs> you know, right. like, There's, let's not. It's, it's an odd not, medicine from that perspective. It's absolutely. not typical. No, it's not. And so we've been trained to think of medicine as a pill or an injection or an inhalant or something you drink, right? We haven't been trained to understand that, hey, this is a good time. Uh, there are different strains that could make you euphoric, that can bring you relief, that relieve tension, that sure. relieve anxiety, uh, different strains that help you sleep. There are strains that help you feel more creative and the education process around that and the entertainment you can derive from that. No one seems to want to hang on to like when you talk to these LPs or different producers of cannabis or people that are marketing cannabis, they're marketing cannabis to get people into their space, to introduce their brands to people, but they're not telling people about the benefit of this plant in a fun way where you can say, Hey, listen, you've got this, we've got that. You've got this issue. We can take care of that because I live that every day. I mean, I'm a medicinal user. I smoke a one gram joint before I go to bed at night. It is an Indica. I'm using Billy's Fino, which is a product of camel right now. I don't know if you've had Billy's Fino. It's incredible. Okay. I, I've got some Nova glue and some wedding pie. Now those four, three strains are four different things, right? Wedding pie for me is one of those things that you can kind of put into a vaporizer and you can go to a party because I'm not a party guy and I can go enjoy myself and I can smoke my vaporizer and not be offensive. I can go out and sure. I'm not a drinker. Right. So, you know, that that's the fun part for me. Billy's Fino is what I smoke before I go to bed at night. That helps me sleep 
like that. 1.5 melatonin is part of my sleep regimen. And I, I don't think people realize how important sleep is uh, and how much fun you can have, you know, figuring out what a great sleep regimen looks like right. with the plant, right? Like <laughs> yeah. these, yeah. these, these are areas that, that the business of cannabis clouds over. But to me, if you mm. open that, that whole thing up, that's the business of cannabis. If you ask me. That's very interesting because, and maybe on this show, we're a little guilty of it because we're very focused on cannabis as a product right? and as a, and a business, no different than selling socks. It has unique qualities, yeah. but so do socks. So does selling socks. If you want to sell them well, you have to be creative sure. and talk about whatever you're going to talk about. Um, what, you know, if you had advice to other content producers or brands in the cannabis space because i know you do a ton of consulting what mm -hmm. what how would you suggest in the next three to five years they approach it then um in in the context of the existing regime where solutions you can't you can't go on facebook you can't there's lots of things you can't do you just have to accept right. it yeah yeah i mean and that's that you just nailed it like you you, you nailed the point of life by the way right there i don't know if you know that how no. profound that statement is accepting it and then deciding that you can work within it and knock it out of the fucking park because you're smarter than that. We're smarter than this, man. Like I, I, I talked to lots of different people and we consult with a lot of different people in different industries and the cannabis industry has always been the hardest industry to consult because everybody seems to know better. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you present with them the idea that a, a great educational advertising vertical where you can own solutions to the things that bother people the most, they go like this. But we just want to sell pre-rolls, man. Yeah, right. And you're like, <laughs> you're missing the point. You, you are selling pre-rolls. But what solution Why? is in that pre-roll? Yeah. Why? What are you, what are you, what yeah. problem are you solving for a human yeah, being with that pre-roll? Right. And, and, and that is. If you can, and which we have wrapped our heads around it, and we've gotten a chance to kind of consult and work with a couple of different companies. But it's funny because when you get to the point where you're like, are you ready to institute the vision and the plan? They're like, yeah, yeah, and give us two months. And then you never hear from them again because they're off on uh, another, you know, pre-roll chasing margin winning deal with a company in Israel. I mean, it's sure. To me. Sure. Uh, that, there's some profound business advice there, which is if you're not solving a problem, you better figure that out. Yeah. And and then sell to it in a in a way that's compelling to the consumer, mm -hmm. uh, not from your own perspective. So you maybe you want to produce, but why why your cannabis, why your pre-roll, why your gummy, why your beverage? Uh, because definitely I agree with you. There's a there's an idea in this business that we're just gonna, all going to make money because we're selling a drug. And and in Canada, we this industry's learned that's completely untrue. How much money did Hexo lose in 2020? You tell me. I think you know. 30 million? 40 yeah, million? Yeah. Well, um, everyone who, no one's made money in Canada. No, no dispensaries. They're not no. necessarily all losing. No. But the big producers are, have all consolidated. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a complex issue. There's the sure. black market, the illicit market that's still strong. There's overproduction. There's lack of quality. There's the restrictions. There's the overregulation. There's a lot. It's a complex mix well it's not all, anyone's fault but well it, it, you're right it is not anyone's fault but it's the idea it's 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 capitalism's fault basically because you, you nailed it again uh prior to you know just just me interrupting you like a lunatic sorry about that um no, you, go you, for you, it you nailed it because it's like 
you know, you talked about uh, how legal stuff's bad quality. I mean, we've seen millions of review pictures of someone opening up a 3.5 jar and going, what is in this? It's all stems and shake and shit uh, mold. I mean, you've seen it all. This was not about quality for any of those people who first came into the game. Never was. Um, no. Hexo got rid of, I think it was like 100,000 plants a couple of years ago because there was no need for them. They just fucking went for broke uh with up sure. cannabis and hexo and they just and then all of a sudden no one's buying uh regulations are too tough they yeah. didn't give a shit about solutions sure. when i went to the plant it was which i've been to it when i went to the plant the, the imp- they wanted to impress upon us uh and that was a deal that went terribly by the way uh it sound- <laughs> yeah but- really it doesn't sound oh, like oh my god <laughs> the, the, the Teal Valley, like it was Trevor great folk no don't do business <laughs> with those people i don't even know they're in business anymore anyway long story short they want. They just wanted to impress you with the size of the operation, the scope right. of, the, of the grow house, and the square footage. That was it. I would say, what's this strain? They're like, I don't know. It smells great. Right. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Let me ask you one last. Uh, we're almost out of time. I'm gonna ask yeah. you one last question. I don't know if it's a hard one or an easy one, but as I've been listening, it's just, what problem does DeanBlundell.com solve in your mind? Mm. Accountability, transparency, honesty, uh, entertainment, uh, hope, strength. Um, the problem that we solve is the problem that Canada and every single country has with consolidated media, right? Consolidated media in this country is a major, major pandemic. And I don't think people realize that is that when you got three or four players that own pretty much the entire narrative and they all know each other and they drive the same narrative. So uh we don't like being snowed we like to tell the truth we like to kind of drag shit out of those dark corners and we also like to have fun with it we also like to take a different approach to the way that we approach life we offer solutions to people when it comes to the things that we talk about yeah case in point the pandemic we're solution oriented we're not one side or the other we're like hey listen right. you're not going to get What's the going on and- vaccine right. you can go and get some therapeutics instead we don't really care same thing when it comes to life you know like uh, as we watch the convoy happen over the past couple of months, and we're still seeing that come up. We want to tell people who's doing it and why, what their intentions are. No one else wants to talk about that. They want to politicize the issue, use the issue. So uh, we offer some entertainment. We offer a bit of respite from people that are going through their days. But more importantly, we want to educate and entertain people. And, and I don't think that that's happening. Almost cannabis in a microcosm. I think you, uh, you could have been talking about the industry there without a reference to what you're doing. I don't know if you did that intentionally. No. But I it's don't. an inter- it's an in- it's a and and that's probably why uh, there's bumps in the road because that is not a mainstream um message nor is it a mainstream journey yet. Maybe one day. Yeah. We have uh, been talking to Dean Blundell of deanblundell.com. So uh, that's with two Ls by the way. B L U N D E L L deanblundell.com. I Thanks, you to bud. go check it out uh some great stuff and dean thank you very much for your time we are going to reach out to you uh soon and i find out uh how things are going enjoy talking to you You mean we're going to check in again soon dave we are appreciate you you doing this and thank you so much for having me on the business of cannabis i really appreciate it and we will be back with more soon the business of cannabis is brought to you by cash tech currency products north america's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers cash recyclers smart safes software and services, CashTech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call CashTech and solve the problem. Visit 
www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. So our next guest is uh, Dean Blundell. Uh, now he will be well known to our Canadian listeners, a longtime radio and TV host, sportscaster. Uh, but given this show isn't about the media, we'll focus on what Dean's doing now, which is building a, a website, uh, deanblundell.com, which is a, a content uh, aggregator. Uh, his site has news and sports and dozens of podcasts and so on. Also has a marketing consulting arm attached to that. Um, as uh, these two endeavors, uh, these two endeavors has led Dean though to dip his uh, digital toe, so to speak, in the cannabis space. And that's uh, my uh, very long way of connecting a uh, Dean to the business of cannabis. Uh, so let's uh, find out why Dean thinks cannabis is going to be, to be an important part of his future, future vision for his company. And fortunately we have uh, Dean uh, with us right now. So let's ask him, Dean, welcome to the show. Great to see you, Dave. Thank you. And I, and before we get started on the business of cannabis, I just want everybody to know I did do my due diligence and I did ask David if he wants me to call him Dave or David. And by the way, just so everybody knows, future guests on the show, I'm yeah. doing your work for you. He prefers Dave. Yeah, that's done now. It's in stone. Yeah. We Actually, got that figured yeah. out. Or if, until I come up with a great nickname. Then yeah. we'll have to transition, but for now, Dave's good. So let me well, ask. And this you. is this is our first podcast, so I can't give you a nickname yet. Right. Anyway, Let's, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the yeah. end, by the end, yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> what? Um, so let me ask you first of all the general question. Yeah. What's the overall business strategy behind uh, DeanBlendell.com? Where'd you get the idea, and, and where do you see that going? Oh man, that's a, you get three questions in one, and I'm yep. going to try and do this in under three hours. Okay. If that's okay with you, I don't know how long your podcasts go for, but this will be a three-hour thing smushed into like three. We minutes. started to do dog time, so three hours is three minutes, <laughs> and go. Okay, good. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so DeanBlundell.com was really, you know, the the uh, the co uh, the collective efforts of uh, a whole bunch of people that had nowhere to go to do their stuff, right? So. Um, the way that that media works today in mainstream media without taking a strip off mainstream media on your podcast, I do it on mine enough, um, is, you know, with the advent of digital content on demand stuff, you saw a whole bunch of people in traditional spaces getting pumped or fired or laid off or told that they weren't needed anymore because revenue wasn't in the traditional space. And so sure. they started to cut, cut, cut. You've seen the bell cuts, Rogers cuts, all that other stuff. So over the past three years, or yeah, now it's three years, uh, I started this as like kind of a desperation plea. <laughs> and I did it for me coming out of that space. And it wasn't really desperation. I joke around a lot about that, but I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I had the ability to do it and I needed to figure out a way to live in this digital space, which is very, very difficult when you come back from a traditional space, right? Because things are done for you. You, you use the strength of the brand to be able to create and to be able to build business and build a book and all that other stuff. Uh, but you're doing it for someone else. So long story short, I decided uh, no more radio about three, four years ago after a terrible time at a sports radio station. I fucking hated it. Pardon my language. Um, but uh, I said uh, radio isn't for me. It was a dead tech, dead industry. Uh, so I got busy just kind of creating a place for myself to play, a place for myself okay. to kind of go and enjoy it and see what happens and uh, see if we could sell it. And by virtue of, you know, just what we were doing and some of the answers we were trying to figure out, 
we kind of morphed into a collective because so many people have been leaving that traditional space and you had so many different people that, you know, had the opportunity to uh, create content, but no way to monetize it, no way to market it, nobody to do it with a community that people needed to be involved in. So effectively we've created a community of like-minded content providers to not aggregate everybody's stuff, to promote each other's stuff, to help each other organically, to help each other get listeners, introduce each other to each other's uh, communities and, and kind of morph into one big community. So we do news sports. We talk about everything from uh, cannabis to Will Smith. We talk about, uh, you know, um, harder hitting stuff. We don't get too political because I hate politics, but we certainly focus on values and virtues and, and, you know, what's becoming kind of the mark of what we do is we partner with people that like to tell the truth and be accountable when it comes to entertainment and information. So uh, we've been fortunate and we're here and uh, we love the fact that we get a chance to communicate with people on our terms. Nice. So that's how, OK, that sounds like a great vision. I'm in the boardroom mm-hmm. and I hear that and I'm going yeah. like, that sounds cool, actually. You know, and you've obviously been in the media for a decade, couple decades and well known and we can build on that. And we have this unique, maybe um, competitive edge as you as you have this pool of talent uh, and then some and then so we're going to do news. We're going to do sports. And then someone, maybe it was you, said, what about cannabis? as as an area to look at what led to that how did Uh, that happen what piqued your interest in cannabis well it's interesting um dave and it's it's a great question because we had a cannabis tab on our page for a long period of time because we thought it would attract business in the cannabis industry so when we started out about three years ago we we felt like geniuses right we're like (laughs) that always works out well yeah (laughs) go in thinking how clever you are (laughs) Oh yeah, we had it all figured out, dude, and we had nothing figured out, but um, we put a cannabis tab uh, at DeanBlundell.com because we were doing some business in cannabis, and um, just by virtue of the fact that cannabis, when it was deregulated and started to be sold on the OCS, uh, experiences serious, serious stepchild syndrome when it comes to advertising, right? Like, you can't advertise, you can't advertise in menial ways, you can't tell people how great uh, this Nova glue strain is. You can't uh, tell people where to find it. You can't talk about terps. You can't talk about THC percentages or, uh, you know, the value of, of CBD to THC. You can't talk about what, what these different products can do for you. And so we thought, ah, we can do that as a blog. We're not a mainstream media outlet. So we d- decided to create this vertical. Now uh, we got into business with a couple of different companies, which is, uh, which went poorly for us because at the time when we developed this idea, this genius idea, cannabis would right. just give us money to talk about weed all the time. Uh, we didn't realize that that the industry in this country, by and large, was just starting to figure itself out. So uh, we experienced serious growing pains working with a few different cannabis companies. But at the same time, I still believe in it because of, you know, the difference it's made in my life. And I still believe in it because of the the, big fan of uh, destigmatizing the industry and uh, my son and I talk about cannabis all the time. He's a, he's a, a bud tender is what you'd call him, but he also sure. works at a, a great little company called Miss Jones, which is a cannabis purveyor. Uh, and, uh, the education that I've gotten through him has been incredible. So uh, long story short, because I also believe in the therapy of the plant, uh, you know, it, 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 it was easy for me to say, Hey, we can get into the space because I understand this. I kind of know about you know, what different strains are for what and what people use it for this and the therapy and the way that it's impacted my life, not being a drinker anymore and turning to cannabis and using it for medicinal, legitimate, medicinal, medicinal, professional purposes. So 
you know, it's it's like a um, it's a love hate thing at this point with the cannabis industry and the business of cannabis, because, you know, <laughs> when when everybody kind of came out of the gate, uh, you know, three, yeah, lots of years, optimism, lots there was a ton of optimism and there were a ton of people in there that just wanted to take advantage of the entire shooting match like the whole launch and so now i think the cleanup's on and i think there are some people with better intentions and still keeping our eye on the industry absolutely looking for a partner to be able to partner with that actually is true to their word and calls people back so uh hard to find in the i, I don't industry. think that <laughs> that does exist in the world but yeah um let before we get positive i want to be yeah. positive about cannabis sure. I, you i want to pick up on maybe some of that neg- so it's what do you think accounted for maybe those early struggles were you too early to market, mistimed? Was it just the nature of the players you connected with? Was it a combination of other, what's your take on that? Great question. In hindsight, like- I think think when cannabis was deregulated and the business of cannabis began, I think you had a whole bunch of business people that wanted to be first to post, right? Like I think Mm. you had a bunch of people that, um, because you had two sides kind of try to come together, right? You had the gray market that wanted to come together. And then you had the business people that wanted to fucking take advantage of, uh, everything um, to do with well, bringing cannabis, sell, sell drugs, probably will make money. Is, yeah. Ex- yeah. To, to put it bluntly, that's how I see it. You know, Bay <laughs> yeah. street lawyers going, yeah, I'm really into cannabis now. It's like, yeah. okay. Are but you? anyway, not that that's wrong. Not that that's no, uh, no, no. It's just, that's what it was. Yeah. So, um, the 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 issues that we had were with individual companies, not the industry as a whole, but we found the industry as a whole at the time because it was so new. You had those both those sides come together and clash. Right. You know, the professional side didn't want much to do with the gray side, but the gray side was like, hey, listen, we figured this out for the past couple hundred years. We can probably help you figure this out. We can. Uh, okay. and, and, you know, it's it was it was one of those things where you got mixed messages and you had people that were in the business of cannabis, not because they believed in the plant, not because they wanted to do good product, but because they wanted to establish an IPO and then they wanted to get rich and then they wanted to get out. And we saw all that. Now we're seeing the consolidation of that. However, uh, we've recently started talking to a couple of different companies. And uh, I think the model of how cannabis is going to be advertised, the model of how it's used and some of the players, you know, you've seen, some of the LPs and the different people who were taking advantage of the atmosphere, who maybe were doing some things were run towards, maybe growing stuff they shouldn't and hiding it underneath certain places. You're seeing some of the bad actors kind of get weeded out of the process, which is great uh, because I think cannabis and the advertising of cannabis and the destigmatization and the education portion of, of that business is still enormous because we still don't really know. You know, there are so many people out there that are using this plant for the first time, like my parents. My parents use CBN and CBD to fall asleep, and it's changed their lives. And the the stigma attached to my 71-year-old dad going into a cannabis shop to get a sleep aid is is Unthinkable 10 years ago. Totally. Totally. And that's the business of cannabis I want to get into. I want to get into the therapeutic portions. I want to get into the fun stuff. I want to get into the 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 destigmatization of the industry and and in terms of how people are looking at what it is that that they use this plant for because you know the, the reputation that it was painted with over the past few hundred sure. years There's hasn't a little been bit great. Of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the media, yeah, cannabis media department, uh, we did, yeah. got fired. And... We yeah, need exactly. to bring in some new people. We are talking to Dean Blundell, the namesake of DeanBlundell.com, uh, sort of a media collective uh, content platform. 
um, for like-minded people. Um, let's, okay, we've dealt with a bit of the negative. Let's, let's uh, build on what you're talking about there and the, the positive. Uh, how do you see then cannabis media developing over the next few years? Where, where do you see that going? And, and, and where, do you, where do you see DeanBlundell.com participating in that? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think... Yeah, just speculate. Like, you know, yeah, like you said, it's growing. You see yeah. opportunities. Where do you see that? Is it more podcasts? Is it better? I mean, is there too much content now? Is there not enough content? No, there's is never it... enough content, Dave. There's never okay. enough content for anything. Just <laughs> so the content provider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, there's never enough content. I, you know, I, I kind of refer back to what I just said, too. And I, I think just to bounce off that and get into a different space in the conversation, right, is um, I believe there's a future for the education and this destigmatization and, and the entertainment factor with this plant. I think that, you know, we have um, a long way to go in understanding the therapeutic benefits of what this can do for you, what this does for me, what this does for my parents, what it could do for kids that have autism, uh, how you can help them with a popsicle, how you can help them with a drink, how you can help people with an edible, how you can help people with a sob. I mean, you know, the benefits and, and we're still figuring it out. I mean, I was talking with my son about the, the, the benefits of cannabis, THC, cannabinoids, and how they still have, uh, you know, CBN, CBG, CBD, all the different portions. And they still have so much to discover about what this plant can do for different versions of whatever it is that's ailing you. Um, it's also super fun, Dave. <laughs> you know, right. like, There's, let's not. It's, it's an odd not, medicine from that perspective. It's absolutely. not typical. No, it's not. And so we've been trained to think of medicine as a pill or an injection or an inhalant or something you drink, right? We haven't been trained to understand that, hey, this is a good time. Uh, there are different strains that could make you euphoric, that can bring you relief, that relieve tension, that sure. relieve anxiety, uh, different strains that help you sleep. There are strains that help you feel more creative and the education process around that and the entertainment you can derive from that, no one seems to want to hang on to. Like when you talk to these LPs or different producers of cannabis or people that are marketing cannabis, they're marketing cannabis to get people into their space to introduce their brands to people. But they're not telling people about the benefit of this plant in a fun way where you can say, hey, listen, you've got this. We've got that. You've got this issue. We can take care of that because I live that every day. I mean, I'm a medicinal user. I smoke a one gram joint before I go to bed at night. It is an indica. I'm using Billy's Fino, which is a product of Camel right now. I don't know if you've had Billy's Fino. It's incredible. Okay. I, I've got some Nova Glue and some Wedding Pie. Now, those four, three strains are four different things, right? Wedding pie for me is one of those things that you can kind of put into a vaporizer and you can go to a party because I'm not a party guy and I can go enjoy myself and I can smoke my vaporizer and not be offensive. I can go out and sure. I'm not a drinker. Right. So, you know, that that's the fun part for me. Billy's Fino is what I smoke before I go to bed at night. That helps me sleep like that. 1.5 melatonin is part of my sleep regimen. And I, I don't think people realize how important sleep is. Uh, and how much fun you can have, you know, figuring out what a great sleep regimen looks like right. with the plant, right? Like <laughs> yeah. these, yeah. these, these are areas that, that the business of cannabis clouds over. But to me, if you mm. open that, that whole thing up, that's the business of cannabis. If you ask me, that's very interesting. Cause, and maybe on this show, we're a little guilty of it because we're very focused on cannabis as a product right? and as a, and a business, no different than selling socks. It has unique qualities, yeah. but so do socks. So does selling socks. If you want to sell them well, 
you have to be creative sure. and talk about whatever you're going to talk about. Um, what, you know, if you had advice to other content producers or brands in the cannabis space, because I know you do a ton of consulting, mm-hmm. what, what, how would you suggest in the next three to five years they approach it then um, in, in the context of the existing regime? Where Solutions. You can't, you can't go on Facebook. You can't, there's lots of things you can't do. You just have to accept right. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's that you just nailed it. Like you, you, you nailed the point of life, by the way, right there. I don't know if you know that how profound that statement is accepting it and then deciding that you can work within it and knock it out of the fucking park because you're smarter than that. We're smarter than this, man. Like I, I, I talked to lots of different people and we consult with a lot of different people in different industries and the cannabis industry has always been the hardest industry to consult because everybody seems to know better. Right. Hmm. And when you present with them the idea that a a great educational advertising vertical where you can own solutions to the things that bother people the most, they go like this. But we just want to sell pre-rolls, man. Yeah, right. And you're like, (laughs) you're missing the point. You you are selling pre-rolls. But what solution is in that pre-roll? Why? What are you, what are you, what yeah. problem are you solving for a human yeah, being with that pre-roll? Right. And, and, and that is if you can, and which we have wrapped our heads around it and we've gotten a chance to kind of consult and work with a couple of different companies, but it's funny because when you get to the point where you're like, are you ready to institute the vision and the plan? They're like, yeah, yeah. And give us two months. And then you never hear from them again because they're off on uh, another, you know, pre-roll chasing margin winning deal with a company in Israel. I mean, it's sure. Sure. Uh, that there's some profound business advice there, which is if you're not solving a problem, you better figure that out. Yeah. And and then sell to it in a in a way that's compelling to the consumer, mm-hmm. uh, not from your own perspective. So you maybe you want to produce, but why why your cannabis? Why your pre roll? Why your gummy? Why your beverage? Uh, because definitely, I agree with you. There's a there's an idea in this business that we're just gonna, all going to make money because we're selling a drug and and in canada we this industry's learned that's completely untrue how much money did hexo lose in 2020 you tell me i think you know 30 million 40 yeah. million yeah well um, everyone who no one's made money in canada no, no dispensaries they're not no. necessarily all losing no but the big producers are have all consolidated and it's it's i mean it's a complex issue there's the sure. black market the illicit market that's still strong there's overproduction there's lack of quality there's the restrictions there's the overregulation there's a lot it's a complex mix it's well not all, anyone's fault but well it, it, you're right it is not anyone's fault but it's the idea it's 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 capitalism's fault basically because you, you nailed it again uh prior to you know just just me interrupting you like a lunatic sorry about that um no, you, go you, for you, it you nailed it because it's like you know, you talked about uh, how legal stuff's bad quality. I mean, we've seen millions of review pictures of someone opening up a 3.5 jar and going, what is in this? It's all stems and shake and shit uh, mold. I mean, you've seen it all. This was not about quality for any of those people who first came into the game. Never was. Um, no. Hexo got rid of, I think it was like 100,000 plants a couple of years ago because there was no need for them. They just fucking went for broke. Uh, with up sure. cannabis and hexo, and they just and then all of a sudden, no one's buying. Uh, regulations are too tough. They yeah. didn't give a shit about solutions. Sure. When I went to the plant, it was which, which I've been to it. When I went to the plant, the, the, the they wanted to impress upon us 
Uh, and that was a deal that went terribly, by the way. Uh, it sounds, yeah, but, really? It doesn't sound oh like Oh my God. The, the, the Teal <laughs> sounds Valley, like it was Trevor great. Folk. No, don't do business with those people. I don't even know they're in business anymore. Anyway, long story short, they want, they just wanted to impress you with the size of the operation, the scope right. of the square of footage, row house and the square footage. That was it. I would say, what's this strain? They're like, I don't know. It smells great. Right. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Let me ask you one last, uh, we're almost out of time. I'm going to ask you one last question. I don't know if it's a hard one or an easy one, but as I've been listening, it's just, what problem does DeanBlendell.com solve in your mind? Mm. Accountability, transparency, honesty, uh, entertainment, uh, hope, strength. Um, The problem that we solve is the problem that Canada and every single country has with consolidated media, right? Consolidated media in this country is a major, major pandemic. And I don't think people realize that is that when you got three or four players that own pretty much the entire narrative and they all know each other and they drive the same narrative. So uh, we don't like being snowed. We like to tell the truth. We like to kind of drag shit out of those dark corners. And we also like to have fun with it. We also like to take a different approach to the way that we approach life. We offer solutions to people when it comes to the things that we talk about. Yeah. Case in point, the pandemic we're solution oriented. We're not one side or the other. We're like, Hey, listen, right. if you're not going to get What's the going on vaccine. You can go and get some therapeutics. Instead. We don't really care. Same thing when it comes to life, you know, like uh, as we watch the convoy happen over the past couple of months, and we're still seeing that come up. We want to tell people who's doing it and why, what their intentions are. No one else wants to talk about that. They want to politicize the issue, use the issue. So uh, we offer some entertainment. We offer a bit of respite from people that are going through their days. But more importantly, we want to educate and entertain people. And, and I don't think that that's happening. Almost cannabis in a microcosm. I think you uh, you could have been talking about the industry there without a reference to what you're doing. I don't know if you did that intentionally. No. But I it's don't. an interesting. It's an it's a and and that's probably why uh, there's bumps in the road because that is not a mainstream um, message, nor is it a mainstream journey yet. Maybe one day. Yeah. We have uh, been talking to Dean Blundell of DeanBlundell.com. So uh, that's with two L's, by the way. B L U N D E L L. DeanBlundell.com. I thanks, you bud. To go check it out. Uh, some great stuff. And Dean, thank you very much. For your time, we are going to reach out to you uh, soon and uh, find out uh, how things are going. Enjoy talking to you. You mean we're going to check in again soon, Dave? We are. Appreciate you you doing this. And thank you so much for having me on the Business of Cannabis. I really appreciate it. And we will be back with more soon. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. So our next guest is uh, Dean Blundell. Uh, now, he will be well-known to our Canadian listeners, a longtime radio and TV host, sportscaster. Uh, but given this show isn't about the media, we'll focus on what Dean's doing now, which is building uh, a website, uh, deanblundell.com, which is a, a content uh, aggregator. Uh, his site has news and sports and dozens of podcasts and so on. Also has a marketing consulting arm attached to that. Um, 
as uh, these two endeavors, uh, these two endeavors has led Dean though to dip his uh, digital toe, so to speak, in the cannabis space. And that's uh, my uh, very long way of connecting uh, Dean to the business of cannabis. Uh, so let's uh, find out why Dean thinks cannabis is going to be, to be an important part of his future, future vision for his company. And fortunately, we have uh, Dean uh, with us right now. So let's ask him, Dean, welcome to the show. Great to see you, Dave. Thank you. And, I, and before we get started on the business of cannabis, I just want everybody to know I did do my due diligence and I did ask David if he wants me to call him Dave or David. And by the way, just so everybody knows, future guests on the show, I'm yeah. doing your work for you. He prefers Dave. Yeah, that's done now. It's in stone. Yeah. We Actually, got that figured yeah. out. Or if, until I come up with a great nickname. Then yeah. we'll have to transition, but for now, Dave's good. So let me well, ask. This you. is this is our first podcast, so I can't give you a nickname yet. Right. Anyway, Let's, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the yeah. end, by the end, yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> what? Um, so let me ask you first of all the general question. Yeah. What's the overall business strategy behind uh, DeanBlendell.com? Where'd you get the idea, and, and where do you see that going? Oh man, that's a, you get three questions in one, and I'm yep. going to try and do this in under three hours. Okay. If that's okay with you, I don't know how long your podcasts go for, but this will be a three hour thing smushed into like three. We minutes. started to do dog time, so three hours is three minutes <laughs> and go. Okay, good. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so DeanBlundell.com was really, you know, the the uh, the co uh, the collective efforts of uh, a whole bunch of people that had nowhere to go to do their stuff, right? So. Um, the way that that media works today in mainstream media without taking a strip off mainstream media on your podcast, I do it on mine enough, um, is, you know, with the advent of digital content on demand stuff, you saw a whole bunch of people in traditional spaces getting pumped or fired or laid off or told that they weren't needed anymore because revenue wasn't in the traditional space. And so sure. they started to cut, cut, cut. You've seen the bell cuts, Rogers cuts, all that other stuff. So over the past three years, or yeah, now it's three years, uh, I started this as like kind of a desperation plea. <laughs> and I did it for me coming out of that space. And it wasn't really desperation. I joke around a lot about that, but I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I had the ability to do it and I needed to figure out a way to live in this digital space, which is very, very difficult when you come back from a traditional space, right? Because things are done for you. You, you use the strength of the brand to be able to create and to be able to build business and build a book and all that other stuff. Uh, but you're doing it for someone else. So long story short, I decided uh, no more radio about three, four years ago after a terrible time at a sports radio station. I fucking hated it. Pardon my language. Um, but uh, I said uh, radio isn't for me. It was a dead tech, dead industry. Uh, so I got busy just kind of creating a place for myself to play, a place for myself okay. to kind of go and enjoy it and see what happens and uh, see if we could sell it. And by virtue of, you know, just what we were doing and some of the answers we were trying to figure out, we kind of morphed into a collective because so many people have been leaving that traditional space and you had so many different people that, you know, had the opportunity to uh, create content, but no way to monetize it, no way to market it, nobody to do it with a community that people needed to be involved in. So effectively, we've created a community of like-minded content providers to not aggregate everybody's stuff, to promote each other's stuff, to help oh, each gotcha. other organically, okay. to help each other get listeners, introduce each other to each other's uh, communities and, and kind of morph into one big community. So we do news sports. We talk about everything from uh, cannabis to Will Smith. We talk about uh, you know, um, harder hitting stuff. We don't get too political because I hate politics, but we certainly focus on values and virtues. And, and, you know, what's becoming kind of the mark of what we do is we partner with people that like to tell the truth and be accountable when it comes to entertainment and information. So, uh, we've been fortunate and we're here and, uh, we love the fact that we get a chance to communicate with people on our terms. Nice. 
So that's how, okay, that sounds like a great vision. I'm in the boardroom mm-hmm. and I hear that and I'm going yeah. like, that sounds cool actually, you know, and you've obviously been in the media for a decade, couple decades and well-known and we can build on that. And we have this unique, maybe um, competitive edge as you, as you have this pool of talent uh, and then some, and then so we're going to do news, we're going to do sports. And then someone, maybe it was you said, what about cannabis yeah. as, as an area to look at what led to that? How did uh, that happen? What piqued your interest in cannabis? In other well, words? it's interesting, um, Dave, and it's, it's a great question because we had a cannabis tab on our page for a long period of time because we thought it would attract business in the cannabis industry. So when we started out about three years ago, we, we felt like geniuses, right? We're like, oh, we <laughs> that know. always works out well. Let, yeah, let's... <laughs> Go in thinking how clever you are. What could go oh wrong? yeah, we had it all yeah. figured out dude, and we had nothing figured out, but yeah. um, we put a cannabis tab uh, at DeanBlundell.com because we were doing some business in cannabis. And um, just by virtue of the fact that cannabis, when it was deregulated and started to be sold on the OCS, uh, experiences serious, serious stepchild syndrome when it comes to advertising, right? Like you can't advertise, you can't advertise sure. in menial ways. You can't tell people how great uh, this Nova glue strain is. You can't uh, tell people where to find it. You can't talk about terps. You can't talk about THC percentages or, uh, you know, the value of, of CBD to THC. You can't talk about what, what these different products can do for you. And so we thought, ah, we can do that as a blog. We're not a mainstream media outlet. So we decided to create this vertical. Now uh, we got into business with a couple of different companies, which is, uh, which went poorly for us because at the time when we developed this idea, this genius idea, cannabis would right. just give us money to talk about weed all the time. Uh, we didn't realize that that the industry in this country, by and large, was just starting to figure itself out. So uh, we experienced serious growing pains working with a few different cannabis companies. But at the same time, I still believe in it because of, you know, the difference it's made in my life. And I still believe in it because of the the, big fan of uh, destigmatizing the industry and uh, my son and I talk about cannabis all the time. He's a, he's a, a bud tender is what you'd call him, but he also sure. works at a, a great little company called Miss Jones, which is a cannabis purveyor. Uh, and, uh, the education that I've gotten through him has been incredible. So uh, long story short, because I also believe in the therapy of the plant, uh, you know, it, 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 it was easy for me to say, Hey, we can get into the space because I understand this. I kind of know about you know, what different strains are for what and what people use it for this and the therapy and the way that it's impacted my life, not being a drinker anymore and turning to cannabis and using it for medicinal, legitimate, medicinal, medicinal, professional purposes. So, you know, it's, it's like a, um, it's a love hate thing at this point with the cannabis industry and the business of cannabis, because, (laughs) you know, when, when everybody kind of came out of the gate, uh, you know, lots of optimism, there was a ton of optimism and there were a ton of people in there that just wanted to take advantage of the entire shooting match, like the whole launch. And so now I think the cleanup's on, and I think there are some people with better intentions and still keeping our eye on the industry, absolutely looking for a partner to be able to partner with that actually is true to their word and calls people back. So uh, hard to find in the case. I, I don't think that, that that exists in the world, but yeah. Um, let, before we get positive, I want to be yeah. positive about cannabis. Sure. I, you, I want to pick up on maybe some of that. Neg- so it's, what do you think accounted for maybe those early struggles? Were you too early to market, mistimed? Was it just the nature of the players you connected with? Was it a combination of other, what's your take on that? 
Great in, question. In hindsight, like I think, back. I think when cannabis was deregulated and the business of cannabis began, I think you had a whole bunch of business people that wanted to be first to post, right? Like I think mm. you had a bunch of people that. Um, because you had two sides kind of try to come together, right? You had the gray market that wanted to come together. And then you had the business people that wanted to fucking take advantage of, uh, everything um, to do with well, bringing cannabis, sell, sell drugs, probably will make money. Is, yeah. Ex- to, yeah. To, to put it bluntly. That's how I see it. You know, Bay <laughs> yeah. street lawyers going, yeah, I'm really into cannabis now. It's like, yeah. okay. Are but you? anyway, not that that's wrong. Not that that's no, uh, no, no. It's just, that's what it was. Yeah. So, um, the 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 issues that we had were with individual companies, not the industry as a whole. But we found the industry as a whole at the time because it was so new. You had those both those sides come together and clash. Right. You know, the professional side didn't want much to do with the gray side. But the gray side was like, hey, listen, we figured this out for the past couple hundred years. We can probably help you figure this out. We oh, can. Pro- okay. and, and, you know, it's it was it was one of those things where you got mixed messages and you had people that were in the business of cannabis, not because they believed in the plant, not because they wanted to do good product, but because they wanted to establish an IPO and then they wanted to get rich and then they wanted to get out. And we saw all that. Now we're seeing the consolidation of that. However, uh, we've recently started talking to a couple of different companies. And uh, I think the model of how cannabis is going to be advertised, the model of how it's used and some of the players, you know, you've seen, some of the LPs and the different people who were taking advantage of the atmosphere, who maybe were doing some things were run towards, maybe growing stuff they shouldn't and hiding it underneath certain places. You're seeing some of the bad actors kind of get weeded out of the process, which is great uh, because I think cannabis and the advertising of cannabis and the destigmatization and the education portion of, of that business is still enormous because we still don't really know. You know, there are so many people out there that are using this plant for the first time, like my parents. My parents use CBN and CBD to fall asleep, and it's changed their lives. And the the stigma attached to my 71-year-old dad going into a cannabis shop to get a sleep aid is is Unthinkable 10 years ago. Totally. Totally. And that's the business of cannabis I want to get into. I want to get into the therapeutic portions. I want to get into the fun stuff. I want to get into the 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 destigmatization of the industry and and in terms of how people are looking at what it is that that they use this plant for because you know the, the reputation that it was painted with over the past few hundred sure. years There's hasn't a little been bit great. Of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the media, yeah, cannabis media department, uh, we did, yeah. got fired. And... We yeah, need exactly. to bring in some new people. We are talking to Dean Blundell, the namesake of DeanBlundell.com, uh, sort of a media collective uh, content platform uh, you got for it. like-minded people. Um, let's okay. We've dealt with a bit of the negative. Let's let's uh, build on what you're talking about there and the, the positive. Uh, how, how do you see then cannabis media developing over the next few years? Where, where do you see that going? And 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 where do you, where do you see DeanBlundell.com? participating in that um i don't know i mean you know i think yeah, just speculate like you know yeah, like you said it's growing you see yeah. opportunities where do you see that is it more podcasts is it better i mean is there too much content now is there not enough content no there's is never it... enough content dave there's never okay. enough content <laughs> for anything the content provider yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there's never enough content. I, you know, I, I kind of refer back to what I just said, too. And I, I think just to bounce off that and get into a different space in the conversation, right, is 
Um, I believe there's a future for the education and this destigmatization and, and the entertainment factor with this plant. I think that, you know, we have um, a long way to go in understanding the therapeutic benefits of what this can do for you, what this does for me, what this does for my parents, what it could do for kids that have autism, uh, how you can help them with a popsicle, how you can help them with a drink, how you can help people with an edible, how you can help people with a sob. I mean, you know, the benefits and, and we're still figuring it out. I mean, I was talking with my son about the, the, the benefits of cannabis, THC, cannabinoids and how they still have, uh, you know, CBN, CBG, CBD, all the different portions. And they still have so much to discover about what this plant can do for different versions of whatever it is that's ailing you. Um, it's also super fun, Dave, <laughs> you know, right. like, There's, let's not, it's, it's an odd not, medicine from that perspective. It's absolutely. not typical. No, it's not. And so we've been trained to think of medicine as a pill or an injection or an inhalant or something you drink, right? We haven't been trained to understand that, Hey, this is a good time. Uh, there are different strains that could make you euphoric that can bring you relief that relieve tension, that sure. relieve anxiety, uh, different strains that help you sleep. There are strains that help you feel more creative. And the education process around that and the entertainment you can derive from that, no one seems to want to hang on to. Like when you talk to these LPs or different producers of cannabis or people that are marketing cannabis, they're marketing cannabis to get people into their space to introduce their brands to people. But they're not telling people about the benefit of this plant in a fun way where you can say, hey, listen, you've got this. We've got that. You've got this issue. We can take care of that because I live that every day. I mean, I'm a medicinal user. I smoke a one gram joint before I go to bed at night. It is an indica. I'm using Billy's Fino, which is a product of Camel right now. I don't know if you've had Billy's Fino. It's incredible. Okay. I, I've got some Nova Glue and some Wedding Pie. Now, those four, three strains are four different things, right? Wedding pie for me is one of those things that you can kind of put into a vaporizer and you can go to a party because I'm not a party guy and I can go enjoy myself and I can smoke my vaporizer and not be offensive. I can go out and sure. I'm not a drinker. Right. So, you know, that that's the fun part for me. Billy's Fino is what I smoke before I go to bed at night. That helps me sleep like that. 1.5 melatonin is part of my sleep regimen. And I, I don't think people realize how important sleep is. Uh, and how much fun you can have, you know, figuring out what a great sleep regimen looks like right. with the plant, right? Like <laughs> yeah. these, yeah. these, these are areas that, that the business of cannabis clouds over. But to me, if you mm. open that, that whole thing up, that's the business of cannabis. If you ask me, that's very interesting. Cause, and maybe on this show, we're a little guilty of it because we're very focused on cannabis as a product right? and as a, and a business, no different than selling socks. It has unique qualities, yeah. but so do socks. So does selling socks. If you want to sell them well, you have to be creative sure. and talk about whatever you're going to talk about. Um, what you know, If you had advice to other content producers or brands in the cannabis space, because I know you do a ton of consulting, mm -hmm. what, what, how would you suggest in the next three to five years they approach it then? Um, in in the context of the existing regime, where Solutions. you can't you can't go on Facebook, you can't. There's lots of things you can't do. You just have to accept right. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that. You just nailed it. Like you 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 nailed the point of life. By the way, right there. I don't know if you know that no. how profound that statement is. Accepting it and then deciding that you can work within it and knock it out of the fucking park because you're smarter than that. We're smarter than this, man. 
like I, I, I talked to lots of different people and we consult with a lot of different people in different industries and the cannabis industry has always been the hardest industry to consult because everybody seems to know better. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you present with them the idea that a, a great educational advertising vertical where you can own solutions to the things that bother people the most, they go like this, but we just want to sell pre-rolls, man. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're like, you're missing the point. You you are selling pre-rolls, but what solution Why? is in that pre-roll? Yeah. What are you what are you what yeah. problem are you solving for a human yeah, being with that pre-roll? Right. And 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 that is if you can and which we have wrapped our heads around it and we've gotten a chance to kind of consult and work with a couple of different companies. But it's funny because when you get to the point where you're like, Are you ready to institute the vision and the plan? They're like, yeah, yeah, and give us two months, and then you never hear from them again because they're off on uh, another, you know, pre-roll chasing margin-winning deal with a company in Israel. I mean, it's sure, to me. sure. Uh, that there's some profound business advice there, which is if you're not solving a problem, you better figure that out. Yeah, and and then sell to it in a in a way that's compelling to the consumer, mm-hmm. uh, not from your own perspective. So you, maybe you want to produce, but why, why your cannabis, why your pre-roll, why your gummy, why your beverage? Uh, because definitely I agree with you. There's a, there's an idea in this business that we're just gonna, all going to make money because we're selling a drug. And, and in Canada, we, this industry's learned that's completely untrue. How much money did Hexo lose in 2020? You tell me. I think you know. Thirty million, forty yeah, million. Yeah. Well, everyone um, who no one's made money in Canada. No, no dispensaries. They're not no. necessarily all losing. No. But the big producers are have all consolidated, and it's it's. I mean, it's a complex issue. There's the sure. black market, the illicit market that's still strong. There's overproduction. There's lack of quality. There's the restrictions. There's the overregulation. There's a lot. It's a complex mix. Well, it's not all, anyone's fault. But well, it, it, you're right. It is not anyone's fault, but it's the idea. It's 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 capitalism's fault, basically, because you, you nailed it again uh, prior to, you know, just just me interrupting you like a lunatic. Sorry about that. Um, no, but you, go you, for you, it. You nailed it because it's like, you know, you talked about uh, how legal stuff's bad quality. I mean, we've seen millions of review pictures of someone opening up a three point five jar and going, what is in this? It's all stems and shake and shit. Uh, mold. I mean, you've seen it all. This was not about quality for any of those people who first came into the game. Never was. Uh, no. Hexo got rid of, I think it was like 100,000 plants a couple of years ago because there was no need for them. They just fucking went for broke uh, with up sure. cannabis and Hexo. And they just, and then all of a sudden, no one's buying. Uh, regulations are too tough. They yeah. didn't give a shit about solutions. Sure. When I went to the plant, it was, which I've been to it. When I went to the plant, the, the they wanted to impress upon us, uh, and that was a deal that went terribly. By the way, uh, it sounds, yeah, but, really, it doesn't sound. Oh like that. my god, <laughs> the, the, the Teal sounds Valley, like it was Trevor great. Folk. No, don't do business with those people. I don't even know they're in business anymore. Anyway, long story short, they want they just wanted to impress you with the size of the operation, the scope right. of the square of footage, the grow house, and the square footage. That was it. I would say, what's this strain? They're like. I don't know if it smells great. Right. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Let me ask you one last, uh, we're almost out of time. I'm going to ask you one last question. I don't know if it's a hard one or an easy one, but as I've been listening, it's just, what problem does DeanBlundell.com solve in your mind? Mm. Accountability, transparency, honesty, uh, entertainment, uh, hope, strength, 
Um, the problem that we solve is the problem that Canada and every single country has with consolidated media, right? Consolidated media in this country is a major, major pandemic. And I don't think people realize that is that when you got three or four players that own pretty much the entire narrative and they all know each other and they drive the same narrative. So, uh, we don't like being snowed. We like to tell the truth. We like to kind of drag shit out of those dark corners. And we also like to have fun with it. We also like to take a different approach to the way that we approach life. We offer solutions to people when it comes to the things that we talk about. Yeah. Case in point, the pandemic, we're solution oriented. We're not one side or the other. We're like, Hey, listen, right. if you're not going to get What's the going fucking on and- vaccine. You can go and get some therapeutics instead. We don't really care. Same thing when it comes to life, you know, like, uh, as we watch the convoy happen over the past couple of months, and we're still seeing that come up, we want to tell people who's doing it and why, what their intentions are. No one else wants to talk about that. They want to politicize the issue, use the issue. So, uh, we offer some entertainment. We offer a bit of respite from people that are going through their days, but more importantly, we want to educate and entertain people. And, and I don't think that that's happening. Almost cannabis in a microcosm. I think you, uh, you could have been talking about the industry there without a reference to what you're doing. I don't know if you did that intentionally. No. But I it's don't. an it's an it's a and and that's probably why uh, there's bumps in the road because that is not a mainstream um message nor is it a mainstream journey yet. Maybe one day. Yeah. We have uh, been talking to Dean Blundell of deanblundell.com. So uh, that's with two Ls by the way. B L U N D E L L. deanblundell.com. I Thanks, you bud. to go check it out uh some great stuff and dean thank you very much for your time we are going to reach out to you uh soon and uh, find out uh how things are going enjoy talking to you You mean we're going to check in again soon dave we are appreciate you you doing this and thank you so much for having me on the business of cannabis i really appreciate it and we will be back with more soon the business of cannabis is brought to you by cash tech currency products north america's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers cash recyclers smart safes software and services, CashTech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call CashTech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. Welcome back to the business of cannabis. I'm Dave Sky. Offer some comments on the, the, the interviews we just did with uh, Dean Blundell of DeanBlundell.com and Robin Tannenbaum of AFC Gamma, Advanced Flower Capital Gamma. Cannabis is hard work. It's turning into a real business. Um, you've got media professionals trying to create a compelling offering. You have very experienced and uh, finance motivated to uh, bring uh, returns to their investors in the space as well. Not just a question of raising money. Oh, it'll be easy. We're dealing drugs. But no, this is, this is, there are forms to be filled, there are boxes to be checked, and if you don't uh, fulfill them, then someone else gets the money. 
So it speaks to a competitive environment, not in a, in a bad way, but in a, a real way. Um, it was interesting how Dean has spoke to some of the challenges he's had with, with certain individuals, certain companies. So it's very, it's, it's one thing to say, I'm gonna get into cannabis, but uh, you could have two or three bad relationships or bad experiences and you could be out of cannabis very quickly. If I said that about another business, you'd say, yeah, of course, a bad, you're a bad lease or a bad supplier or a bad uh, financial institution away uh, from not being in business. Um, I found it also very interesting um, how bullish she is uh, on the industry still and how important he thinks cannabis is gonna be as a way to drive his audience. He's not giving up on it. He might, you know, he, he doesn't, he's gonna double down. That might be a process. Um, and so that speaks to who is the cannabis audience? Who, who is this? It can't be everyone. You know, he's got a website that has a specific counterculture perspective. Uh, that's not every person who uses cannabis, um, who wants the kind of news and sports and, and, and podcasts that he's bringing. And he's going to have to work through that and, and figure out how to connect to a certain segment, uh, no different than a, a dispensary that can't be all things to all people or, or a brand, of course. Um, Robin Tannenbaum, I don't know, she, she made me feel like, wow, you know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> you know a lot, a lot, and you seem very professional and very sophisticated in your approach. Um, so, so it's not uh, uh, the wild west of, hey, I'm gonna start a cannabis company, give me $5 million. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, no, very professional, competitive, uh, not as much maybe because they have a, for, for them, because they have a, a focus on real estate, um, which led to the other aspect of the conversation I found so interesting of, of that cannabis companies, and the, and the, and the, all of them, uh, whether you're a grower or, um, which, which probably has the most real estate and intensive sort of operations, but all, all the players in, in the cannabis space. Um, that you have to grow your business or develop your business with finance in mind. That what mold are you gonna fit into to, to, to attract certain types of investment? And you have to do that almost from the start. It maybe was a bit of an afterthought initially, you know, as we're in the first you know, barely five years and some and far less and New Jersey just went, went wreck for, you know, um, but if you're in New Jersey, um, New York, and it's a very new rec market, you would be wise to think through a strategy of who are we from a finance equity loan perspective so that I can be an attractive, I can be attracted to these financial institutions so I can access that capital because it's getting increasingly competitive for those dollars. As well, I, it, it just uh, it was just so interesting to talk to two extremely experienced people now in cannabis, bringing a perspective to cannabis that maybe we didn't see a couple of years ago, which is I think ultimately in the positive, but it makes it uh, more difficult. Um, 
like I say, the mission of the show, the harsh realities of making money in the cannabis space. Harsh doesn't mean bad. I mean it in the sense of wake up, this is a business. Um, like selling shoes. <laughs> and it has certain qualities. And, and some of the harsh realities are brought on by regulatory requirements that maybe shouldn't be there. Um, but a lot of it is it has nothing to do with cannabis per se. And a little editorial uh, comment that a lot of companies now that maybe are struggling are the ones who haven't come to grips with that. Lots to talk about, uh, as always, of course. So we are going to be back uh, next week um, with more uh, stories from the cannabis business front lines. Uh, my name's Dave Skye. Uh, a thanks to our sponsor, Cash Tech Currency Products. Go to www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more about them. Uh, until next week, take care. And this is the business of campus. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.